Hello there, my name is Brad, and we are Grace Teaching. Today we're talking about God is for the marriage. That's right, God is for the marriage. What is respect and love for your spouse? For our spouse? That's what we're going to be talking about today. Remember, obedience from the new heart. What does it mean? That's what we're going to be talking about. It means to trust the natural desire of Christ to do the marriage. Obedience from the new heart, it gives us a desire to love and respect our spouse. So love and respect is not going to be an obligation, but rather an internal desire flowing through us. Jesus said, if you believe this, believe as the scriptures said, out of your heart shall flow rivers of living water. In Ephesians 5.33, it tells us the wife must respect her husband and the man must love his wife. Now, as my wife and I sat in premarital counseling, we sat and heard from the pastor. These are the two things that the husband and wife respond to. Wives respond to love. Husbands respond to respect. See, before Christ, the sinner's heart, this is who we were before Christ. In Adam, sinner, we had a heart that was full of malice. What is malice? Well, malice is the intention or desire to do evil. Hostility, it's ill feelings or hatred towards another person or people. It's actually hate and bitterness. We often wonder why there's so much hate and hatred towards people in the world today as we look at social media. This explains it because this is the heart of the human being before Christ. And in our marriages, you see a lot of people with troubled marriages with these hearts full of malice, hatred towards each other. See, our problem before Christ is we have a stony heart. The Bible tells us this in Jeremiah 17, 9, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? This is the condition of the human heart. This is why Jesus said to Nicodemus in John 3, a man must be born again. We need a new heart. The Greek word for heart It actually means cardia. The word is cardia, and its meaning is the ruling center of, of the whole person, the spring of all desires. It's what controls the person, controls the desires. The usage is the mind, character, inner self, will, intention center the center of who we really are. According to the Bible, the heart is the center, excuse me, not only of spiritual activity, but of all the operations of human life. The great exchange was found in Ezekiel 36, 26. At conversion, God removed that old heart 
just like a surgeon would remove a heart in the heart transplant and replace it with a new heart. Ezekiel 36:26 says, And I will give you a new heart, and I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. So now we have obedience coming from the new heart. It's written into us. <clears throat> See, man's problem before Christ is we were spiritually dead. See, sin entered the world because of one man's sin, and death came because of sin. Everyone sinned, so death came to all people. This is where we see the results of Adam and Eve's choices. Everybody enters into the world because of that disobedience. Everybody enters into this world in Adam's sinner. And this is why Jesus expresses the need to be born again. What does a spiritually dead person need? You know, because dead people just do dead things. Have you heard that? Have you seen that? Jesus said this in John 10, 10. He says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. <clears throat> See, when we understand our relationship with Christ, this is the relationship between Christ and the bride, his church, is we're one with him. Whoever's joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. We don't live for him. We live from him and participate with him as we are one with him. See, Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her. Ephesians 5.25 So husbands, love your wife. Love for your wife. Love for our wives. Um, from the husband must be actively active and gentle and kind towards them. That's what it truly means to love our, our wives. To love your wife is actually husband just actively being gentle and kind towards them. And they'll respond to that. Try the opposite and see how much that they, they, they don't respond. They don't respond to anything other than gentle and kind. Remember, Jesus gave us our need for dependency in John 15, 5. He says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man abide in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. So as we trust Christ today, and remember to abide in Christ is not a work. It's a place we live. It's like we live in Arizona. We don't have to go there. We're already there. And so to abide means to live in. We live in him. He lives in us. And as we trust him as our life, we will bear his character. Not only we will, not only will we understand it, meaning experience it for ourselves, but we will bear it to others as well. His character is found in Galatians 5:22 and 23. We're very familiar with this because it's the fruit of the Spirit: is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, long-suffering, and self-control. So this is not something we try to produce in our own strength. Remember, we cannot love in our own strength. It's only as we see our need for dependency on Christ do we experience and bear this character of love to others. 
And so now this is going to make sense when Paul writes to the husbands. He says in Ephesians 5.25, he says, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Again, we don't love for Jesus. We don't love our wives, our wife, for Jesus' husband. We participate with him and let him work through us. But we get to participate with him in this. The physical application here is that he loves us. We're the church, we're his bride, speaking to the husband. And so as we yield ourselves to him and see ourselves lovable, because he made us lovable at the cross, and now he's in us loving us, we apply that spiritually in our life, but now physically, we go out into the marriage. The marriage is symbolic to the spiritual union that we share in Christ. You see, husband, love, when you love your wife, it means tenderness. It's being gentle and kind. It's, it's not what you might have thought it was. See, love, love for your wife is just being gentle being kind. He picked her up in his arms with great tenderness. My wife will get off the plane after being gone for a little while and I'll pick her up in my arms with great tenderness and just welcome her home. See, the husband is gentle and kind towards his wife not controlling and unkind. See, a woman doesn't respond to unkindness or control from her husband. Remember, warmth. It's the quality state or sensation of being warm, moderate and comfortable. The warmth of the sun on her skin. When it's cold out, we love to back up against a nice warm wall that's been, you know, the sun has been hitting it and just let it warm our skin. It's a picture. Fondness is another thing to look at. It's affection or liking for someone or something. So loving your spouse, husbands, means that you like to spend time with them when it's possible. You actually like that. You like that. You like being with your wife. You don't look forward to being away from them. So if you love your wife, you like being with them. Let them know you enjoy spending time with them. You look forward to spending time with them. Their love language might be quality time. And you might answer their love language just by spending time. Remember, obedience from the new heart benefits us, husbands and wives, because we have a desire to respect, to be kind and gentle towards our spouse. Respect means to actively admire and praise. Now, speaking to the wife, wives, to respect your husband by grace through faith, 
And that's not in your own strength. That's trusting Christ as your strength. If you're in Christ, it's to be actively admiring Him and praising Him. Now, this means not looking at His faults all the time and bringing them up, but rather looking for the things that He might do right. And when He does that, when He does something right, praise Him for it. Admire Him for that. Bring that up. Let that be your focus. And watch Him turn around. He will turn around and He will do exactly what you want Him to do. You talk about a puppy. He will be like a puppy and He will just go with you wherever you want. He'll do what you, whatever you want Him to do. If you just actively get in the habit of praising Him and admiring Him when He does something right. It could happen. Spiritual application here. You know, I can remember a time when I was just so busy. Busy, busy, busy. Doing ministry work. Doing it for Jesus. This was when I thought the New Covenant was in Matthew's Gospel. Problem is with not understanding where the dividing line of the covenant is, and this is a completely different message, but it's important, I believe, is we live independent lives, you see. So you're doing it for Jesus if you think the new covenant is at Matthew's gospel like I did, until you get the revelation that Jesus died on a cross, and that's the beginning of the new covenant. See, before the cross was old covenant, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ is the new covenant so it's all about Jesus it's not about us he died for us so he could give his life to us so we could transmit his life through us you see and that's how we're going to do the marriage we're not going to do it for Jesus we're going to let him do it through us our focus is going to be Jesus not the spouse so respect it means to esteem it means I admire my spouse wife do you actually say that that's coming from your new heart that you actually admire your spouse you actually admire your husband you actually have admiration for a person your husband is held in high esteem by your wife by the wife wife respect means to admire it's an action it means I admire your courage do you say that to your husband Wives, do you say, I admire your courage? It means to praise. Do you praise your husband when he does things right? Or are you always knocking him down when he does things wrong? See, one is respect, the other one is disrespect. If you want to learn how to respect your husband, start praising him for when he does things right. Don't always bring up the things that he does wrong. Express warm approval. We can't praise our spouse, our husband enough. Wife, speaking to the wife, you cannot praise your husband enough. Same goes with our relationship with Christ. I'm sure you praise him all day long. Oh, thank you, Jesus, for what you've done for me and for what you do in and through me. Oh, Lord Jesus, you did a great job here. See, wife, you, you admire the Lord Jesus. Now you want, that's what he wants to do through you towards your husband. 
Remember, obedience from the new heart gives us a desire to both love and respect our spouse. And it benefits us. So keep in mind, husbands, our wives respond to love. Wives, the husband responds to respect. God bless. This has been the third part of God is for the marriage. Thank you.